0: You're listening to the Running with the Herd podcast, powered up by Herd Nation, a part of the Rivals Network. This Running with the Herd podcast is sponsored by Mike Wynn Insurance Agency. For the latest interviews, commentary, and analysis on Marshall University athletics, here is, without further ado, the Running with the Herd podcast. Aaron Coleman here in the Run with the Herd podcast, powered up by Herd Nation, a part of the Rivals Network and sponsored by Mike Gwynn Insurance Agency. We turn our attention to Old Dominion, and here to talk a little bit about the Monarchs is the voice of the Monarchs, Ted Alexander. Ted, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Aaron. Thanks for having me. Yes, certainly. And these two teams are no stranger to each other. They're uh, both former Conference USA foes. And now they will be facing off for the eighth time. Um two different two different kinds of uh styles of ball for these two teams. What can you tell us about Old Dominion coming into this game and kind of the up and down season that they've had?
1: Well, it has been up and down. Monarch's are three and five overall, two and two in, in uh Sunbelt conference play and they they've been looking to find some consistency here and there and that's more difficult as the season winds on, because you've got injury factors, and the Monarchs are pretty banged up at this stage, and they're just trying to figure out a way to get from A to B, and it's been been hard. They look wonderful against Virginia Tech in that season opening win, look great in hammering Coastal Carolina down in Conway uh, a few weeks ago, but other than that, it's 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 been a difficult task being consistent both offensively and defensively.
0: Yeah, and you talked a little bit about the injuries, Zach Koontz, star tight end for the Monarchs, out for the season. I mean, obviously you don't replace somebody of that caliber, but, I mean, the injuries have been mounting up. I mean, you know, Coach Ricky Ronnie's really um, trying to plug some different guys in, isn't he?
1: Yes, and he's, you got to when you lose a playmaker like Koontz, who at six eight could make some plays uh, uh, a little bit uh, up in the air, uh, and did that last year with seventy three catches. Uh, you've got to find other guys, whether it be the uh, Isaiah Spencer and Dante Anthony tight end backups or other wide receivers that are stepping up, and, and that's easier said than done sometimes because. Coons could play ball. And Ali Jennings has done a great job this year. He's been banged up the last couple of weeks, but he scored a touchdown in the last seven games, layborn esque, if you will. Uh but the Monarchs have to find more go to guys, so it takes the pressure off the Jennings types that are getting double team.
0: Yeah, I mean, Ali Jennings has had a great year for Old Dominion. Um for the running backs, Blake Watson's been steady. I mean, what about the defense? I mean, obviously, you know, they've had some Some games where they've shut some opponents down. I mean, obviously, when you look at the Virginia Tech game, the defense played well. Against Coastal Carolina, they were able to control the narrative there. But in other games, they haven't been as consistent. Talk a little bit about the defense.
1: Well, the key for the Monarch defense is getting pressure on the quarterback. Had 25 sacks a couple of weeks ago, and now I believe that same sack total is at 26. So when they can get pressure on the quarterback, everything, uh, everything becomes more successful. But they've been uh, susceptible to the run, which could be a problem on Saturday. Uh, and again, because of some... Uh, Injuries on the defensive line, they're counting on some depth there and whether they can get it going uh, and, and prevent uh, Laybourne from going off again, uh, we'll have to wait and see. But the depth uh, has been a bit of an issue because of the injury bug and, and guys just are being asked to step up and some do sometimes and other times they, they can't find the consistency again on that side of the ball as well.
0: Coming in from an outsider's perspective, what do you look at when you see Marshall this year, I mean, they come in 4-4. Four and four. Obviously, they had the huge win over Notre Dame in the early part of the season. They've struggled as of late. They've been up and down, too. They've had their struggles on offense, but they do have the one constant, and you've mentioned them a couple of times in this podcast so far, and that's Kalen Labern. Uh Talk to us a little bit about what you see with the Thundering Herd.
1: Well, just a, a defense that can stuff the run and an offense that when they get Labron going, and he's a he's a Hampton Roads kid, by the way, as, as you know, a Bishop Sullivan Catholic guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you can control the, the line of scrimmage and get the running game going, you can control the clock. It takes any type of... Bright light off whatever quarterback situation you have going. And I'm not sure if it's going to be uh, Fancher or Columbia uh, this week for you guys, but uh, both can certainly get it done in different ways. Uh, You know, you you go to Notre Dame and win, and you go to James Madison, and the Dukes are having a magical first FBS season, and you win that game. That's impressive. And you look at the, the The fact that the defense has kept you in most of the games, that's impressive as well, and and it's just something to be wary of because the thundering herd always brings it
0: defensively. Yeah, they certainly do. And when you look at the fact of, you know, these two teams have played each other every year since Old Dominion's been in the FBS. They started out in Conference USA together. Now they moved to the Sun Belt. Just what does this move mean for not only... Old Dominion as a football program, but also as a school and an athletic program to move to a more regional conference, to have some of those rivalries rekindled again, and just what it means to have a conference that makes sense from a cultural perspective.
1: I I think it means everything. I mean, it's it's been fabulous. When we kick off against Marshall on Saturday, uh, we'll have played the herd more than any other team. On our schedule, now, granted, we've only had football since 2009, but that's uh, something to be said about that. And, you know, you just look at the, the fact that there is the ability for fans to make the trip either to Norfolk or to Huntington. Uh, and then when you add uh, also James Madison to the mix, it's just it's it is. A better fit, and it just seems that way. And it's it seems like what there there are no easy outs in this conference when it comes to football. And you better bring uh, bring uh, the hard hat every time you come to work because it's going to be battle. But that's what you want in conference uh, play. You want there to be some bad blood. You want there to be some nastiness here and there because that makes the wins more satisfying and the lose the loss is more painful.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think you hit it on the head. I mean, in this conference in the Sun Belt especially in the Sunbelt East, fans care about these these teams. I mean, you know, you're not going to be going to a lot of empty stadiums like you were going into in Conference USA, where there might be a million things to do within the metro area and watching uh, college football might not be one of them.
1: So. That's, that's true. And, and the thing is, the way you build rivalries is by having – fans able to travel and having to go there and and witness and experience a wonderful upset win or a heartbreaking loss, and that's how you build the rivalries. You have to have success on both sides. You have to have the fan bases involved, and you have to have the games being meaningful. and, and I think we've got that with with Marshall. We've had that with James Madison. Get to renew it here this year, and I'm looking forward to building some other rivalries. I mean, you know, remember there's no loss between Old Dominion and Georgia Southern. We're zero and three against them, and they knocked us out of the FCS playoffs the first two times. So that was a uh, a a spicy little get together the first time we met a couple weeks ago.
0: Oh, I'm sure it was. And, uh, you know, when you talk about, uh, coach Ronnie, who has been at old dominion for three years, obviously they did not play football in, uh, 2020, but he's really built the program and he's trying to, you know, instill a culture in the monarchs. Just talk to me about what he's done there as far as building, things there and just trying to put his own imprint on the program.
1: Well, you, you think about the degree of difficulty of his task, Aaron. And, and when you didn't play in 2020, uh, you had to sort of restart the restart the grill. And the automatic starter wasn't the, the button wasn't working, so I had to get your little match and throw it in there and do your best. And he's done that. And I think there's more of a, of a of a positive vibe around the program now than there was a, a few years ago. And and it's it's incumbent upon him to understand that's you know there is patience here, but also you, you've you've got to perform and we've got to find. And guys that can get the job done, and therefore that'll help uh, with the crowds and the, the the exposure and all those types of things. And it's it's not easy uh, when you're up against teams like Marshall that have been playing football for a long, long time and have traditions and have name recognition with recruits coast to coast. Uh, when you're the new guy on the block, it's it's a little bit more difficult uh, a row to hoe. But that's that's the, the lot we've got, and that's what we're trying to do.
0: Yeah, and we kind of mentioned it a little bit earlier. It's going to be a homecoming for uh, Kalen Layburn, you know, from the 757 returning back to that area. I mean, I don't know if you were familiar with his exploits in high school, but obviously we saw why he was a five. You see why he's a five-star recruit coming out of high school, especially this year. I mean, he's got strength in the lower body, he's able to absorb the hits, and he's able to obviously get in the end zone.
1: Oh no doubt about it. You know, he's just got the it factor and, and understands. You know, Coach Rani was mentioning his ability to find the end zone, and 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 you might think that's just something he takes for granted. It's not. There's a skill there, and, and uh, Kalen obviously has it, and it'll be a huge test for us. And and uh, somehow last week uh, the Shanta Clears figured out a way to slow him down just a little bit. We'll see if we can do it on Saturday. But the Monarchs have had difficulty stopping the run the last
0: couple of weeks. All right, last question here for you, Ted. If there is any particular key to this game, what would it be for either side?
1: The line of scrimmage. Uh, who can get the running game going and therefore, they're, they're, uh, after that, complement it with the passing game. I think the Monarchs have had trouble stopping the run in their last two games and uh, the results have not been good. Uh, Marshall comes in with a good running attack and an even better uh, uh rushing defense and i think the key will be there monarchs a little banged up on both offensive and defensive lines and we'll see if the twos and threes can step up and fill those gaps defensively and make some on the offensive line
0: all right and we will end it on a fun note here ted before you go into sb ballard stadium where is a go-to place for folks to grab a bite to eat before the game
1: Well, there's a sort of a a festival.
0: Kaufman Mall which is about a
1: three minute walk from the stadium and you can get anything you want there we'll have a a DJ there and a lot of folks who don't have assigned tailgate spots they go there beforehand everything's walkable down on Monarch Way and there's a lot of good places to check out I just
0: try and you can also just wander around the lots and maybe grab a broad off someone's grill (laughs) sounds good sounds good well Ted thanks very much I enjoyed our conversation and we'll talk to you again soon Thanks, Aaron. Appreciate it. thanks for listening to the running with the herd podcast you can follow us on twitter at our with the herd and also at HerdNation. nation also like us on facebook at running with the herd and at marshall thundering herd at HerdNation. nation thanks again and go herd